0: everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to What Women Must Know. Thanks for joining me for another in-depth conversation where we explore the many possibilities that exist for health and healing. I always like to say this show is about empowering you with truthful information so you can make the most informed decisions possible regarding your health and well-being, because no one really knows what is in anyone else's best interest. So you have to be open, you have to be curious, you have to be willing to learn and explore possibilities. And out of that, that stage of operating in the world, you will find solutions, you will find answers. Amazing things start arriving into your world and, uh, and providing you with a path. So for me, that's what this show is about, It's sharing with you many possibilities, many different experiences that my guests have of their own healing journey. And hopefully, as you listen, will, you know, light bulbs will go off or connections will be made that support you on your healing journey and finding your path to wellness. So again, thanks for joining me. And by the way, if you are listening for the first time and if you'd like the archives of What Women Must Know, you can like me over at my Facebook page, which is What Women Must Know, or you can opt into my website, which is Dr. Cheryl Selman, Selman.com, and I will then be able to send all of the archive shows to you. And I do have a second show on Progressive Radio Network every Saturday at 11 a.m. called The Love Code, and that is my spiritual show. <laughs> That's where uh, I have amazing guests who are come from many spiritual traditions, many spiritual teachers, many people sharing their spiritual journeys. And it is about inspiring and uplifting and supporting you on the journey of transformation and healing. So you're welcome to listen to both of my shows because they both have great guests and great wisdoms to share to help you support your journey for health and healing and transformation. So Today we're going to be talking to Joanna Wynn. She is um, a uh, master at using food for a nutrition for health and healing, particularly using spices and herbs for weight loss and well-being. We're going to be exploring many of her hacks that have helped her to transform her body. and She'll be sharing them with us and a little bit about Joanna. She is a certified life and weight loss coach that helps busy moms lose weight permanently in a healthy and sustainable way. Joanna uses her unique approach to help her clients love their food, lose weight without deprivation. She also helps her clients to get to the root cause of their overeating and remove these blocks to um, so that they can keep the weight off once and for all. So uh, Joanna has a lot to share, and it's my pleasure to welcome Joanna and to the show. so, Joanna, welcome to What Women Must Know.
1: Thank you, Dr. Cheryl. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to have you. And then you know, you you've got a lot of uh, fascinating things to share. And you know, the weight loss story is is always a big story. I uh, was recently writing an article uh, about uh, weight loss, and there was a recent There's a recent study that came out that I I actually focused the article around because it was so fascinating. And it it was a study that looked at um, people like 20 years ago or 30 years ago and looked at their weight and what they were doing and what they were eating compared to similar population at this point in time. And even though everything was the same, Joanna, in terms of what Mm -hmm. people were eating and their age group, the present-time group was weighing much more than that group that they were monitoring 30 years ago. Everything had been the same, supposedly, seemingly, but the Mm -hmm. people who were in the study in the present time were uh, weighing much more, and that just opens up a Pandora's box of all sorts of reasons and explanations of what's going on in our modern-day life that is contributing to the bodies inability to really have a healthy metabolism and lose weight. So, uh, so you know, having said that, I know that you have been exploring possibilities, and, and I'd love you to share your story and what got you interested in this journey of eating healthy and transforming your
1: health. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so for me, um, my weight loss journey started about the year after I had my twins. I'm a mom to a set of, uh, almost eight year old twins. So basically for me, I, um, stayed visibly pregnant after uh, over a year after I had my twins. Uh, so much so when I walk into crowded subway cars, uh, because I live in New York City, uh, kind hearted New Yorkers actually continued to get up to offer me their seats because I looked pregnant. And while I appreciated their kind gestures, It uh, made me feel self-conscious and just down about the way I looked. So I decided to make a change. I started out counting calories, avoiding carbs, and eating smaller portions, all the things that you we were taught that you were supposed to do in order to lose weight. But for me, it just ended up making me feel so deprived and exhausted all the time. And at the time I was working a demanding IT job where I worked from nine to five during the day, but also would often have Skype calls at night with my software development team on the other side of the globe. Uh, and I was also taking care of my young twins at the, at the time in the evenings. So I was barely able to keep up with my busy working mom life, uh, let alone finding the extra time and energy to go to the gym and exercise. So I had almost resigned myself to accepting my post-baby body when I remembered my experience with the healing powers of food. So I have worn eyeglasses and contacts since high school for over 15 years. And I discovered that I healed my nearsightedness after drinking green smoothies. And so that was the experience and the motivation I used to go all in on using food to figure out my weight loss. And what I stumbled upon was just this amazing world of spices and herbs and other nutrient rich foods that turned the conventional wisdom on weight loss upside down. I was able to eat delicious and satisfying meals and I lost 10 pounds in the first month and a total of 28 pounds uh, in seven months. I dropped four dress sizes and was able to shed my still pregnant look without doing a single sit-up. So now people no longer get up on the subway for me. I have more energy to keep up with my twins. And I started getting questions from other moms on how I lost the weight. And so now I help fellow moms to lose weight in a way that works for their busy lifestyle and without deprivation and, you know, spending hours at the gym. <laughs> so what um, did,
0: did you talk to your doctor about the uh, issue with the, that inability to lose weight after you gave birth? And And we have to say you were an older mom, too. So I believe you were 40 when you got pregnant, which, um, you know, Mm -hmm. a woman's body at 40 is so different than a woman's body at 30. And pregnancy is such a huge demand on a woman's energy and vitality that I think there are challenges that happen for older women who are pregnant compared to younger women. So did your doctor have any reasons why you couldn't lose the weight?
1: Yeah, I I don't I don't remember I probably didn't bring it up with my doctor about the weight. I think I was just trying to research it on my own <laughs> cuz yeah, cuz you know, I would talk to to other fellow moms and you know, it it just seemed like it was an an issue that uh I think a lot of mothers um uh experience and uh so we I was you know, talking to my friends about you know what they were doing to to lose weight, and I think that's initially where I started out. You know, with the counting calories and the um, um, uh, avoiding the carbs and all of that. Um, so yeah, that that and, was not one avenue that I that I explored, yeah, but I, probably could have explored. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it probably wouldn't have helped you very much anyway <laughs> to be able save yourself some money. Um, but but the interesting thing, Joanna, when you shared where you were at that point in your life, I mean, here you were working nine to five. You worked after hours, and then you were recovering from this, you know, giving birth to twins and trying to be a mom taking care of them. I mean, that's a really stressful lifestyle, I would think. I don't know how you experienced
1: it. Would you think that – was that a
0: stressful time for you?
1: Yeah, I would say yeah, because – you know, also after going through a pregnancy, you, you're, it's a lot for your body <laughs> to, uh, to recover from. And, um, and also, you know, in, in the early years, uh, I definitely, um, had some challenges with, you know, trying to get the kids to, uh, go to sleep and, um, you know, being a little bit sleep deprived myself. So, so yeah, so that so that was a little bit challenging but, but uh at the same time, um yeah, I was able to I was able to solve those problems and uh um and uh and I think it's just um you take it day by day and <laughs> you know, as a mom I think we always just figure it out, you know, figure out how to solve, you know, anything that comes up. Uh especially when it comes to just, you know, family life and being able to balance and taking care of the kids and yeah. yeah so, it's,
0: uh, so it's, i think it's,
1: it's, yeah. mm-hmm. so 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 joanna
0: what tell us what what you discovered that helped you
1: transform your body yes so so i could so let me talk a little bit about my experience with the the nearsightedness because i think that was sort of the uh the um uh the motivation that got me to, uh, to focus on using food, so for me um, I initially started um, started out drinking green smoothies uh, in my early thirties uh, and and my motivation for doing that initially was to just uh, include more vegetables and fruits in my diet, and I wanted an easy and quick way to do that, and I learned about green smoothies as as one way to um really uh be able to make something that's quick and easy you just throw everything in the blender or your fruits and veggies and uh and even you know healthy nuts and uh healthy fats like avocado just throw everything into the smoothie into the blender and then and then you can you know quickly you can easily drink this this uh delicious um this delicious, uh, smoothie and, uh, it's also very easy to, to clean up the blender afterwards. And so I initially started out wanting to just improve my overall health and, um, and improve my complexion, my skin. And I think it was about, uh, a month after I started down this healthy path, about a year after I started down this healthy path, I realized that Um, I didn't need to wear my glasses anymore. One day I stepped on my glasses and broke it and went to the, uh, the, uh, optician and uh, they told me that my prescriptions were strong. They were too strong for my eyes. And, um, so then, uh, then from then on, I, I started to pay attention, trying to reverse engineer what did I do to, you know, make this happen because I did not know it was possible to heal your eyesight. Um so once I so I started looking back to see what I was doing differently and I realized that this green smoothie was one thing that I added to to my uh daily routine or almost daily routine that I started researching the ingredients that I was uh drinking with and uh and then I realized that uh just based on research that uh the uh ingredients were the, those ingredients were actually helpful for restoring eyesight and so with that experience um it just made me realize that you know food is 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 really medicine it almost in a way you know it can can kind of help to heal and reset your body and uh um, and so I think from that experience, it helped me to just look at food differently and just have a, you know, a, a different relationship with food. And, uh, so once I, um, had the weight issue that I wanted to solve, um, I decided to just research foods that could help me to lose weight. And, um, so some of the, um, the quickest wins that you can have, um, Especially for us, it's it, with uh overeating uh it has to do with our cravings for for sweets, so for many of us and myself included right, when we feel stressed, we just tend to look for sweets for comfort, and the reason is that our brain is just naturally hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Right, the sugar gives us that, that dopamine hit that our brain looks for as pleasure and reward. So the great thing here is that there's actually a lot of natural spices and herbs that we use to flavor our food that also have health benefits for reducing stress and cravings for sweets. So I'm going to share my top three ways to use food to reduce stress and craving for sweets. So the first spice I have for you is cinnamon. Now cinnamon is a popular spice that most of us already have in our kitchen cabinet. It's sweet and it's warming and it's been known in traditional Asian medicine to control your blood sugar level. What it does is that it prevents the insulin spikes that lead to hunger and sweet cravings. It also has the ability to make you feel full for longer, so you are less likely to overeat. And the way it does that is is, it slows the rate of your stomach emptying out food. Another benefit of cinnamon is that it's been used for centuries to treat anxiety and depression, so it can boost your mood and even improve your cognitive performance. And the great thing about cinnamon is that because it's sweet, you can use cinnamon as a sweetener substitute. So most mornings, I add cinnamon to sprinkle my coffee, to sweeten my coffee just by adding a few sprinkles. Um, and I also add it to my oatmeal instead of sugar. Uh, the second spices and herb that I want to share is peppermint. So peppermint, it's, it's a common refreshing herb that most people love. And studies have found that peppermint can lower your cortisol or st- stress hormone levels, so it helps to reduce anxiety and release tension. It's also a uh, natural appetite suppressant. A research study that was done uh, by a university in uh, West Virginia actually found that participants that were exposed to peppermint on a consistent basis consumed about 2,800 fewer calories per week than those who were not, and that it works whether it's ingested or inhaled. So with peppermint, you can drink peppermint tea, or you can add peppermint leaves to your smoothies or to your detox waters. Or alternatively, you can also uh, get peppermint essential oil and and a diffuser for aromatherapy, since you can get the benefits, whether you ingest it or inhale it. And the third trick that I have for reducing sweets cravings with food is to actually mix Bitter, bitter foods with sweets. And this is something that I learned from my Asian culture. When we have our afternoon snack, we often pair tea with a small portion of sweets. And with traditional Chinese tea, you don't add any sugar or milk. So you're really tasting the, the naturally you know, earthy essence of tea that's naturally slightly bitter. And what that bitterness does is that it shuts down the receptors in our brain that desire sugar. Bitter foods also help to slow the absorption of sugar and regulate blood sugar level. So these are conclusions that came from a study done at the University of Texas. So they are actually scientifically proven benefits of bitter food. Now, in case you're thinking that you – may not like bitter-tasting food, the truth is you are actually already eating many bitter foods and have acquired a taste for them. So these foods include citrus fruits such as lemon, lime, and grapefruit, or vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, uh, and also drinks like uh, sweetened iced tea or black coffee. So a great bitter food that you can have as a snack, and it's also one of my favorite snack in the afternoon, is dark chocolate. Dark chocolate actually stimulates the uh, production of endorphins, which are the same chemicals in the brain that create that, that creates that feel good feeling after you exercise. So the next time you have the craving for sweets, you could try one of these three food hacks to Prevent overeating and overindulging on sweets. Well, those are some great
0: practical tips. What kind of tea do you um, prefer? You know, and, and there's there's um, obviously green tea. There's lots of other teas that come out of the traditional Chinese world. What what are some of the teas that you like and have found to be exhibiting that that quality of bitter?
1: Yes, so yeah, so green tea is one I, I, I like to drink uh, matcha green tea, uh which is uh very high in antioxidants and uh it's um it's uh, very it does have its very earthy aroma to it and, and I enjoy that. Um there is also uh jasmine is also a very common Chinese tea that they um they serve at Chinese restaurants and um and it's very aromatic um it's it's very aromatic and and there is the slight bitterness so i think that and there are other black teas like oolong tea or poor tea that uh that are that are um all very aromatic um when you drink them <laughs> especially when you drink them without any sugar or milk you you really get that earthy essence of the uh of, of of the individual teas and they're all very uh unique and um and healthy for you. Each one has its own healthy benefits um that are that are all really good for healing your body. Uh and I think yeah, that's- right it hmm Go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead, Joanna. Yeah, and I think just uh in general I think the yeah, the the main issue with the tea that that's typically uh that offered here in the US uh especially is, is just the amount of uh sugar uh and and the the uh thickeners, right? A lot of the yeah, the different types of the, the milk, um and the creams that you add to the tea that uh causes waking. And and it kind of offsets some of the uh, the traditional benefits of the tea. So so I think for in most cases, um, sticking with the traditional tea without any sugar and milk is is going to go a long way to uh, he- healing your body and um, helping to increase your overall health.
0: Well, that's a great tip. You know, in traditional Chinese medicine, which you probably know, that bitterness. Um, is the flavor associated with the liver right
1: mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah, uh,
0: so if you can support and um, so, a, and assist the liver, which is uh critical for metabolism for detoxification, obviously will impact weight loss it'll help uh with moods you kind of calm down your anger <laughs> tendency um <laughs> the, the liver you know because it performs hundreds and hundreds of functions, if if you can support the energy of the liver to be optimized, then it's going to help with so many things. So just from that bitterness angle, that flavor and the flavors association with the functioning of the liver, it's a really good thing to do because the liver definitely plays a major role with metabolism and weight loss.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. mhm. Yes yes that's right. yeah that's definitely helpful yeah um yeah and then i mean another one of my favorite teas is actually dandelion tea because it's 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 great for detoxification it uh um it it helps with the it restore liver function or and it's it's just yeah it it's it's uh it's a popular drink in the uh um in the health world for for detoxification. Absolutely,
0: and you know the study that I talked about in the very beginning, when when I was kind of dissecting what what are the the, the conditions that exist now that didn't exist thirty or forty years ago that seem to have a huge impact, and why people now are gaining weight even though everything that they're eating and exercising was the same say, as the population was thirty years ago or so. Well, one of those things is that we live in a much more toxic world, right? So we are exposed to literally tens of thousands of chemicals in the environment um, in all sorts of ways. It's in the food, it's in the water, it's in the air. And that puts such a huge burden on the liver. So our liver needs a lot of support. As you know, we were saying, the liver plays a major role in metabolism and the ability to lose weight. And, um, and reduce inflammation in the body and the many factors that, uh, compromise our body's ability to, 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 to be lean and mean, so to speak. So anything that's going to support the liver is a really important thing these days. Really important to be able to optimize the health and well-being of your liver. And, uh, you know, I just love what you were sharing, but that a simple solution is to add more bitter foods, and if you're not already eating more broccoli or cauliflower or, or drinking more green tea or, you know, I I do like jasmine tea. It's been a while. I'll have to go back to jasmine tea. Um, those are simple things that actually are medicinal to the body. They're actually therapeutic. They're actually supporting your liver to detoxify and metabolize your um, not only the the toxins, so you can safely remove them out of your body, but also um, metabolize your hormones properly, so you don't um, increase uh, things like estrogen in the body, which definitely contributes to weight. Estrogen's job is to is to stimulate the growth of cells. So, you know, I look at it from lots of angles, Joe, that I have been researching, but. That just you know, resonates with me, the, the role of that bitterness. And even dark chocolate, I, I would imagine you would like people to have very dark chocolate, right? Like
1: 85%? Yeah, I think I, yeah, usually like 70% or above. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that it's, yeah, yeah, it's it's more close to its uh, or, original form. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and if you do have like an eighty five percent dark chocolate, you don't really wanna eat a lot of it anyway because it's not particularly sweet, right? So a little bit that that yeah, that, that little bit of chocolate has that bit that that bitter tinge to it, um <laughs> you know, doesn't require a lot of chocolate to feel satisfied.
1: Yeah, I mean you you can start lower and just uh slowly you know change little by little. And I think you know it's the same thing I think when I when I was trying to quit sugar from my coffee um you know you start by just going taking a little bit less or less or um I also started just trying to use natural sugar instead of um processed sugar, right? So I would uh add um honey or um Maple syrup instead, but you know, adding adding less and less over time until um I don't need it anymore. <laughs> until you sort of yeah. kind of acquire this this taste of bitterness, and you you actually yeah, somewhat enjoy it. I actually like having that bitterness now. <laughs> um well, and, I think yeah, it is. Uh, well, I was
0: just going to say it is um, uh, training your body in different ways and getting out of old habits. But I, I have to say I've written a lot about the role of a sweetener that I use and really like because it's, um, it, it's it it satisfies the sweetness but without the um, harmful effects of sugar. And and that's a sweet a sweetener called xylitol, which most of it is made from uh, the uh corn cobs um not the corn but the corn cobs It's a it's a fibrous sweetener and um i don't know if you've come across xylitol joanna before have you have you heard of xylitol
1: yeah and i think uh there's uh it's it's popular with gums right xylitol gums it's in a um, lot of gums yes. gum.
0: yeah, yeah gums um, because because it has a fraction of the calories, it has it's a sweetener that um, doesn't stimulate the insulin receptors. so it doesn't cause insulin resistance, you're not using it in a way that is either um, uh, you know compromised in the body's ability to burn fat and it doesn't stimulate the growth of harmful bacteria, which is why it's in in gum. So you can mm-hmm. choose xylitol gum and it's not, A sugar that's going to feed the bacteria which leads to gum disease and uh, and dental caries. So it's like Mm -hmm. the you know the perfect kind of sweetener because it is uh, you know I basically it it tastes just like sugar. It's the white sugar, and I often tell Mm -hmm. parents who have kids that are addicted to sugar or or a a spouse who's addicted to sugar or (laughs) parent
1: to sugar. You know
0: you can just switch the sugar bowl because xylitol mm-hmm. looks and feels like sugar, and uh, if people wanna take a couple of spoonfuls, um, you sit back and relax, because this uh, this type of sweetener is actually uh, totally beneficial uh, in many mm-hmm. ways. It's an amazing sweetener. There's a lot of research on xylitol. And by the way, that's spelled X-Y-L-I-T-O-L. So if I use mm-hmm. a sweetener, I use xylitol in my coffee or in baking or you know cooking if I need a sweetener that's that's my personal go-to sweetener.
1: mm-hmm okay that's helpful to know yeah
0: Yeah, you know these are all great I love I love what you're talking about peppermint so let's go back to peppermint for a minute because peppermint is it's an aromatherapy in so many things, right? I mean, it's soaked mm-hmm. and it's, I mean, I, I have essential oils and, um use it in my diffuser. I keep it in my, I keep a bottle of peppermint oil in my shower. So if I take a shower, I just, you know, sprinkle out a couple of uh, drops into the shower and then it infuses the whole shower with peppermint. Um, oh, uh, I mean, nice. I love the fact that. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I just love the fact that peppermint is, is calming to the system in so many ways, reducing that stress response and, and, you know, calms the brain and basically, um, helps anything that's gonna, is gonna calm the system down and uplift you, a sense of well-being, is going to uh, reduce the stress response in the body, which, again, stress response stimulates the release of cortisol, which uh, increases your blood sugar responses. So, so, you know, how I look at things, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. supporting the body to really mm-hmm. uh, be in a relaxed, calm way. And, of course, it enhances digestion, right? It helps mm-hmm. with low-drain right. digestion and fat. And yes. And the more we can support digestion, the more we're going to be able to um, digest and assimilate our nutrition more efficiently,
1: which is uh, another
0: key thing for weight loss and just overall health.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just amazing what some of these uh, spices and herbs can do because the, the benefits are are just in, in so many ways more than one, right? It, you, it's not just giving you you know helping you to be more calm but it improves your digestion as well and it can you know reduce your appetite and uh reduce your sweet cravings um yeah it it, it literally when i first found out about all this i i just could not believe like <laughs> it's it's actually so much easier than doing all the you know spending all that time at the gym doing sit-ups and um <laughs> and running on a yes. treadmill um which is what i used to do uh when yeah you know, that's what definitely one of the myths that um i think the uh, uh the fitness industry has kind of um you know been been perpetuating that it's you know weight loss is, is about exercising and um you know with the t v shows here like the biggest loser uh in the u s uh they definitely made it seem like it was all about the exercises working working out uh running until you can't you know you fall off the treadmill or doing push ups until you just you know fall flat on your face <laughs> it 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 made it just really seem like it's something that is really really hard to do um but actually. Uh When I researched the show, they actually did talk about um the fact that they they were nutritionists that were there helping helping these contestants with their nutrition what they were eating, but it doesn't make for great you know t v drama material, so that's that's the part we don't see, and so we end up thinking that it is the exercises that you have to do in order to uh, lose weight um but uh but yeah just just from uh my personal uh experience uh having had done so many you know yoga poses <laughs> and sit ups and crunches, trying to lose that belly fat <laughs> in the end, <laughs> I did it without doing a single uh sit up or a single crunch it was it was from food that i was from the food that I was eating
0: so i I mean that. That's quite profound, Joanna, isn't it? That you—I mean, the fact that you had carried that weight so much, so that people thought you were still pregnant. <laughs> uh, for people giving up their seat on the subway in New York is pretty amazing, anyway. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> um, but um, uh, you know, to find this this natural path to bring balance and harmony through the use of spices and and teas and other foods. Um, that that must have been a, such a revelation
1: for you, life changing, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it was. Um, and and for me, uh, I think it it was also yeah, it was definitely life changing. In that, you know, when I initially started out, I was uh, doing a lot of deprivation diet, uh, just you know, re- removing carbs, you know, rice and pasta. <laughs> from my diet uh, which was a huge mm-hmm. part of my you know asian upbringing and i think that's why my body responded especially um harsh to that <laughs> to that removal of that food because i literally felt really sick for 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 weeks not knowing why i just had zero energy and um and then i realized okay yeah i did make this pretty drastic change so maybe you know it had to do with that and And, and I think before this, I felt like I, you know, didn't educate myself enough on why, you know, why I was eating the food that I ate. And I didn't even realize, okay, yes, there was a lot of, you know, they would, you you need, your body needs carbs (laughs) and there's just not enough in the amount of, you know, vegetable and fruits that I was eating to, to make up for, for, uh, taking, taking out the rice and the, the pasta. And so for me, it's also learning about, okay, yes you know, not all carbs are created equal. There's, you know, complex carbs um that your body can process without having to, you know, cause sh- sugar spikes and um that you know, sugar spikes that can lead to you know, fat storage and uh, waking. And so it's it's also about just making sure that you have a balance of of all of your uh essential nutrients and, um, and then another thing that I realized is that, yeah, it's not about eating, you know, blend food that tastes like cardboard, you know, the, the diet food that we usually associate with just plain steamed vegetables or, uh, plain, uh, chicken breast. Um, but in the end, it, it was really about, you know, using the, the spices that we actually already have in our kitchen cabinet, and knowing how to properly combine them to unleash their uh, their their health benefits so that your body can absorb it better um, in the end, it was really about just eating real whole foods and using natural flavoring agents um, that allows you to actually be able to maintain your weight over the long term because you're not depriving yourself. You're actually eating food that you love, you know, food that actually tastes good. Um, and th- this is really, it, it's one of the keys to to, to keeping keeping your, your weight healthy because all the deprivation diets, crash diets, uh, it's not sustainable. So, Joanna, what
0: other herbs and spices have you found? to be effective in supporting weight and energy and overall health and well-being.
1: Yes. Yeah, so another uh, common one that I found is, uh, it's actually ginger. Ginger it has actually many um, benefits for weight loss. It can help to increase your sense of satiety. Uh, it can suppress, suppress your appetite. Uh, it's also a warming spice that's thermogenic so that it um boosts your metabolism um, and then another one another common one is garlic and some of these are are actually quite yeah. common in uh asian cooking uh so so yeah garlic is also a great detoxifier um, it's a uh, yeah, helps with your liver function. Um, it's uh, also thermogenic. Uh, it can also help boost your metabolism. And uh, it's very easy to add to your, you know, vegetable stir fries or add to your um, soups and stews. And uh, a lot of it you see, it's very, yeah, it is very common in, in Asian cooking. So some of the as i was doing some of this research it also uh helped me to realize okay yeah a lot of the um uh just the common cooking methods um in asian culture there there was actually a lot of um there's a good rhyme and reason to them because of traditional asian medicine um and uh yeah it also kind of forced me to look at um just some of their habits and um basically uh you know one thing that I did realize is that when you look at um the asian culture uh right now um most people in in asia are fairly slim but they don't go to the gym and and exercise for you know for hours a day and it's because of their eating habits mostly eating and also i mean they also do walk a lot more than compared to um you know folks here in the US where you know if you live in the suburbs and you don't um you, you really can't get anywhere without a car so a lot of times the only exercise you get is walking to and from the car uh but in asia it is different in that uh you you do a lot of walking so, so there's 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 the food habits, and then there's also just other uh, living habits that that uh, that is um, causing that difference in in the uh, the weight of the population <laughs> that you see. Yeah. Well,
0: I have a hack for garlic because I think garlic is such a powerful healing food. It's, it's uh, you know, we really should be incorporating garlic into our diet. There's no doubt about it. And there's supplements, of course. There's some really good supplements that have active ingredients. But one of the things I learned, Joanna, and you probably know this already, but I'll share it with everyone listening, is that when you cut up garlic to put into whatever you're putting it into, you it, it's recommended that you let it sit for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So you don't just chop mm-hmm. it up and throw it in. You let it sit for 15 minutes. Why mm-hmm. do you do that? And you do that because it releases the, uh, a, a, an enzyme that garlic has called, um, that generates a substance called allicin. And allicin mm-hmm. is the active ingredient of garlic that is so beneficial for health, for boosting the immune system. And um, that – so when you cut up your – or smash your, your garlic, if you let it sit for 15 minutes, that process of releasing the allicin goes on. And then mm-hmm. after 15 minutes, you can put it into whatever you're cooking. But you're going to get the real benefit of garlic if you just let it sit for 15 minutes rather than mm-hmm. just chop it and throw it in. So I, I, I don't know. You're probably aware of that. But uh, to me, that's a really important um, awareness for people to have. You get so much yes. more out of your, the healing benefits of garlic if you let it sit for 15 minutes after you mm-hmm. cut it or slice it or, or mm-hmm. press it.
1: Yes. Yes, you're, you're right about that because, you know, I remember when, um, when I turned 30, I, I had a, I, I had high blood pressure and it was, it, I was, I have a genetic predisposition in my family for it. And I remember at the time, um, I was trying all sorts of, um, natural remedies for it and garlic, cutting garlic and letting it sit for like 10 to 15 minutes <laughs> and then eating it raw. That's what I was doing actually back then. <laughs> um, trying to, and it worked. Of, you know, to control. Um, you know, I, I, I try quite a few things. I think it, it may have helped a little bit, but, uh, the one main thing that did help me was, um, when i uh, went on a trip to china uh around that time i was taking tours of uh tea places and um there was this one tea that helped with lowering your blood pressure and okay. and so so i yeah that that was also another um bigger hot moment for me too uh in terms of just the natural healing abilities of Food and, you know, the teas and the food that we eat. And, uh, um, so yeah, so I remember, uh, drinking a lot of that tea <laughs> and eventually, yeah, I was able to kind of wing off the medicine that I was taking. And, uh, so now I, I haven't needed to take high blood pressure medicine for over, yeah, over 15 years. So, so I you. think it's just a combination <laughs> of all these different you know, spices and herbs and, and, uh, just eating a healthy diet, uh, healthy, balanced diet that, uh, that, you know, it, it can help you to, you know, stay, stay off of medication. Of course, you should always check with your doctor <laughs> at a time. Um, but yes, uh, I think for me, just personally, I think at the time, um, I, yeah, I, I was, uh, Concern about having to be reliant on a medication um, for the rest of my life at age thirty, and so I I was really just uh, searching for uh, just different ways to to solve that problem, and uh, and I remember garlic was was one of the things that I did try. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I, you know, we definitely want to be including garlic into our diet on a regular basis. It's just such a profound medicinal food to help us on so many levels, like you're saying, the blood pressure and the immune system and, um, digestion. Um, any other suggestions you want to share with us in the time we have left? Joanna.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I would say that um, I shared a lot about uh, you know, food hacks and how to use food to 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 uh, help with your um weight loss journey um so yeah it's it's about the importance of a physical diet here but um there's also another diet that's equally important for your health uh just as you want to be careful about what you eat the physical diet that you feed your body it's also important to be mindful of what you feed your mind or your mental diet. So the way you talk to yourself matters, you know, a lot. What you say to yourself shapes how you see yourself and how you treat yourself. So if you're finding yourself constantly um, putting yourself down, criticizing your body or doubting your abilities, it's a, trying to improve your mental diet and really pay attention to your self-talk. And what you could do is start by catching yourself whenever you start judging yourself harshly, when you catch yourself judging your body, uh, stop and replace those thoughts with something that's more emotionally neutral. Like, for example, instead of Thinking, you know, I hate my body. Try to tell yourself I'm working on taking care of my body. So by making this conscious effort to just monitor and improve your self-talk, you can make a big difference in how you feel. And it's difficult to try and just, you know, hate yourself thin. I think a lot of us try that. And I know I've certainly tried it and it doesn't work. So, why not try something different? Try something that you know makes the process just more easier and more enjoyable and loving to yourself. I think this is just another aspect. It's not just about your physical well being, but also your uh, emotional and mental well being um, for for your overall health. Keeping your body healthy and keeping you know your weight, healthy.
0: Yeah, you know I just want to say that um, you know your your journey's been so fascinating, Joanna, because working with IT and in that world of you know such such mental right mental mental focus and um, and and being at work so much and just you know driving yourself and then uh, you know through this journey of your weight loss initially getting your attention and then how you have uh, been seeking and, and finding these solutions. But it's a personal transformation, isn't it? Because in this journey of trying to solve your weight issue, you've kind of opened up to this whole other world of healing, of natural healing, which you might not have been exploring to the degree you have. On this journey that you're in, and I, I just want to add something about um, your thoughts, which is you know it's so powerful to understand the role of your thoughts. And you know, any any fearful, negative thought is going to give a message for your cells to shut down. It's really hard to heal if you are constantly giving your messages that have an effect, literally on the cells in a in a stressful place. And what I have been learning in, in my study of traditional Chinese medicine, and people have been listening to the show, you know, I talk a lot about traditional Chinese medicine because I think it's so profound, and that is the more we heal these issues, like our, we talked about the liver earlier and how the green drinks and the bitterness all help with the liver. Well, each, each organ has an emotion. So the more you heal the liver, when the liver is out of balance, you are um, angry a lot so an, a, 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 a liver that is stressed will generate a, a response that is more angry so if you feel really angry if you're you're easily stimulated into anger um, the liver may need some help and the more you can balance your liver the more you can feel calm and not get caught up in, and and um, out of control with anger as an example you know, uh, I, I found that really profound. You know, the spleen, the whole digestive system, if that energy is out of balance, which is so common in our culture, then uh, you tend to be obsessive-compulsive, and you tend to be going round and round with thoughts. I'm just not good enough. I'm not good enough. What's wrong with me? That kind of thinking. So that was my experience, as I went in and did the healing through working with uh traditional acupuncture and Chinese herbs, getting assessed, and seeing that my spleen was out, my liver was out, that I was able to find more emotional and mental balance when those organs were brought into more harmony. And that is not understood by most people, that we just think we're angry people. Well, maybe you just have a really compromised liver, right, (laughs) that needs attention, and that will change your, your response in the world. So I, I think this is where working with spices, working with food, working with herbs is so profound because as it heals these organs, it's going to make it easier to be more balanced and more harmonized and less reactive in the world. And, um, and that's what we want. We want to create more peace and more harmony so our body can express the highest level of health, vitality, and wellness possible. So we only have a minute left. Do you want to just uh, share one more thought with us, Joanna, before we have to
1: um, end the show today? Sure. Um, I would say that sometimes when people think about, you know, weight loss and healthy eating, um, it can feel overwhelming. But the key to the key to make this whole process easier is really to start small and just focus on daily consistent changes. So instead of trying to just fix everything at once, you can start small like by drinking, you know, green smoothie in the morning, first thing in the morning, just changing your breakfast, starting your day with something healthy, um, and that's actually um, a good brain hack because once you start on something, your brain wants to finish it. So if you start the day eating something healthy, um, you'll find that you'll just automatically want to make healthier choices throughout the day. So so just, uh, yeah, start small and take daily consistent small steps and uh, it's going to just make the whole process easier and less oh, overwhelming.
0: Yeah, that's that's a you know, word of wisdom. Thank you, Joanna. If people want to learn more about Joanna and her programs and how she helps women with weight loss and some of her um, other hacks, then uh, visit her at spicesandgreens.com. That's her website, spicesandgreens.com. Check out Joanna's work and the uh, wisdom that she has to share and the support that she gives people who are really looking for ways to um, transform their bodies and get healthier. So, Joanna, thank you so much for your time and all the best on your journey of health and healing and sharing it with others.
1: Thank you, Dr. Cheryl, for having me. You're so welcome.
0: And uh, to all of you listening, thanks for joining me with this conversation with Joanna Wynn. remember. Check out spicesandgreens.com, Joanna's website, and until next time, always um, honor the wisdom of your feminine self, and we'll uh, see you real soon. Bye for now.